Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, August 30, 2022. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Day 588 of the Biden-Harris administration. I'm feeling silly today. 66 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska, Twitter, BobSeska underscore go. And of course, our Patreon is BobSeskaShow.com. And uh, you can follow Buzz Burbank at Michael J. Elston on Twitter. And he happens to be sitting right over there. Oh, yeah. You've yeah. said it all. There he is. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, yeah I, I got here early. Uh, I came through the tunnel. <laughs> oh, hello, everybody. Uh, he, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And uh, over the weekend, we both enlisted in the IRS Army. <laughs> <laughs> sir, don't, yes, sir. Don't make us use this calculator. Uh, where, do, where do we start today? Got, uh, oh, uh, Lindsey Graham <laughs> says there'll be riots in the streets uh-huh. if Trump gets prosecuted. <laughs> I think he meant to say parties. <laughs> Man, the, the Mar-a-Lago news has gotten confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all this talk about a special master, uh, it's confusing because that's also Lindsay's pet name for Trump. <laughs> uh, re- Republicans say Joe Biden calling them semi-fascist is, in their words, despicable. Oh, God. It's despicable. Of course they're upset. Despicable's always been their thing. <laughs> By the way, if any of the jokes are a little weak today, it's because the Justice Department redacted the good ones. <laughs> uh, Moderna is suing Pfizer and Biotech for patent infringement on their COVID vaccines. Can mm. you believe that? Wow. Now, now, experts say this trial could force all drug companies to keep overcharging for insulin. <laughs> <laughs> and and finally, uh, quiet quitting. Have you heard about quiet quitting? Yes. Uh, quiet quitting is apparently all the rage now. That's where you stay at a job you hate, but you just stop putting in any real effort. <laughs> I, I, I give you an example. Uh, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Breaking news, the FBI today raided the offices of President Trump's longtime attorney, Michael Cohen, seizing records. No more porn star banking. Silence about that spanking. <laughs> Busting right into 
Sing along at home. Calling me, calling you. Says who? Says who? There is nothing he couldn't do. Calling me, calling you. Says who? Says who? Trump just has to face it this What a production. Yeah. Rocky Mountain Great Mike, job. Mary in Ann Arbor. Yep. Uh, Rocky MNTN Mike on Twitter. Uh, you know, the reason I played this is to pay tribute to one of my broadcast heroes, the great Stephanie Miller, last week had Michael Cohen on her yes. show. Interviewed yeah. Michael Cohen, and <laughs> this was the amazing thing. Uh, she went full gangster with Michael Cohen because she played that song, that Rocky Mountain Mike song parody for Michael Cohen while Michael Cohen was sitting there on Zoom or whatever. That was an amazing, ballsy thing to do. Holy shit. And to see him reacting to the Cohen me, Cohen you song (laughs) and then having to go into the whole explanation for where it came from. Right. Which was right before the 2016 election. I think it was like August of 2016. Michael Cohen was on CNN and whoever was anchoring was mentioning the polls and how Donald Trump was behind in the polls. And Michael Cohen kept saying, says who? Yeah, and he's been a pretty good sport about it, I think. And uh, he seems to have a good sense of humor. Uh, He's still the same creepy lawyer he always was. But again, I'm reminded the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Sure. Uh, You know, I, I will accept Michael Cohen's help in bringing down Donald Trump. Absolutely. Right. Well, this is both a salute to Stephanie Miller, but also like, oh, my God, Michael Cohen was brave enough, ballsy enough to show up and to (laughs) sit there and listen to this song parody. And and a great, uh, you know, pleat in in the Rocky Mountain Mike's cape, to be sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's one (laughs) of my favorites for sure. All right. So let's see here. Where do we begin? We're uh, in one of those situations, Buzz, where I think this is going to be one of those shows that's going to have a, a short shelf life. We're uh, expecting. This is another one of those days where we're expecting something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is one of those days where the universe kind of sneaks up behind us and screws us mm-hmm. by dropping a huge bombshell of news right after we're done with the show. And what we're talking about here is very likely 40 pages in which the DOJ responds to Donald Trump's ridiculous special master lawsuit. And that is due sometime today, we expect. And uh, it's going to be immensely damaging to Donald Trump. This is one of those things can, where, yeah, where he just fell right into his own propeller once again. Like he always I think does. We, I think we can expect that level of damage because uh, they've, he's, Trump has opened the door for him, as we're about to discuss. But uh, as so many have said, the Justice Department speaks through its filings. Well, mm-hmm. it's asked for twice as much uh, room, uh, twice as many pages yeah. as it would normally file in a case like this. So so it apparently has a lot to say. Uh, and uh, as Bob indicated, uh, Trump did this. He keeps stepping on the rakes like Sideshow Bob in that <laughs> amazing gift that you see all over Twitter. One rake after another. It's just Trump always makes things worse for Trump. And in this case, not only was the lawsuit ill-conceived, but 
<laughs> here's where the Donald Trump strategy of delay uh, actually yes. ends up screwing him, That's, where he likes to run out the clock, right? That's what this was supposed to be about. Yeah. Trump thought this would buy him some time. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> exactly, right. He he waited two weeks, which was a huge mistake, since right. the DOJ's own taint team or filter team or whatever you want to call it already sorted through all the documents. They found a limited number of attorney-client privilege documents in there, but that's all stuff right. that goes to the National Archives. Donald Trump doesn't get that crap back. Those are all official presidential records, and under the Presidential Records Act, that goes to NARA. So, again, by admitting that there were privileged documents in these boxes in the context of this frivolous lawsuit that he's filed, he actually confessed that, oh, yes, I've got violations of the Presidential Records Act amongst all of these top-secret documents that were in the dank, well, dark dungeon underneath uh, Mar-a-Lago or whatever. A good, a good side, a good sideshow man, uh, yeah. Barker, uh, does exactly this, talks out of both sides of his mouth. Right. Uh, the same with the election. He's saying... Uh, that he won the election and we should have it over again. Mm -hmm, uh, right. Well, which is it? Did you win or should we have it over again? And the, the same thing here in, in court. This this attempt, I had predicted that this wouldn't even make it to this particular judge. Uh, it, Trump had requested a judge outside the jurisdiction mm -hmm. uh, to, to hear this case. And guess what? That judge was appointed by Donald Trump. And mm -hmm. over the week, going into the weekend, maybe it was Saturday, uh, the judge announced uh, that she was going to schedule a hearing for this week uh, in which uh, she would hear both sides argue for and against assigning a special master to the case. Uh, she's, you know, and, and this was what, this was the very thing Trump had requested was a special master, yeah. a third party to determine what was attorney-client privilege. Well, uh, and then Monday morning, first thing, 9 a.m., the FBI, the Justice Department come out and say, oh, by the way, we've already completed our review, so there's nothing here for a special master to supervise, <laughs> and we've already uh, neatly sorted the papers for you yes and, uh, there, there may still be a review of that but uh, trump going outside his jurisdiction uh, to a trump appointed judge isn't going to help him that part of the prediction was true well what makes that kind of a good thing I i'm applying a silver lining to sure. the uh venue shopping that donald trump went through yes, with his yes. re rent an attorney and yes. in this case if this particular judge rules against Donald Trump in any way, shape, or form, that adds all kinds of extra credibility to that ruling. Anything yeah. this judge, as I said, yeah. anything this judge rules is going to be extra legitimate because Donald Trump is attached to that judge. Well, so, it was, yeah, it was a strategic screw-up from the start. Like you said, he waited yeah. too long to, to ask for this particular thing. And and once once he had, uh, he, he, he tried to take it to another jurisdiction. Uh, it, 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 isn't, it isn't going to help him. The result is going to be the same. And what he thought was going to be a delay is not, so he failed in that respect as well. Mm -hmm. So any time now, any second now, hopefully before we wrap up today, We're watching that document wires. will drop. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those shows where we've got one eye on doing the show, the other eye anxiously refreshing Twitter. Bob's watching Twitter. I get alerts from all the news organizations. So whoever has it first, second, and third, will you'll know about it. And of those two things, which is the more legitimate? I would say yours probably. Well, was it, you know you'd be surprised. I mean, you can get legitimate news from Twitter. It's it's mixed in with a lot of bad stuff, but it's it's definitely there. 
Uh, this is just, uh, like I said, I'm watching the wires, as we used to say. Well, I wanted to mention real quick, I did some uh, investigating over the weekend. And by investigating, oh. I mean Google searching, like, yes, <laughs> like most I'm, of us do. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to clarify, as we approach, how many days did I say before the midterms? We are 66 days before the 22 wow. midterms. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, and so, therefore, I wanted to double check what the DOJ's rule is on moratoriums when it comes to yeah. politically oriented investigations and so on. We're all familiar with, yeah, that memo that dropped uh, back in whatever it was, May, June, something like that. And I wanted to determine whether it was 90 days or 60 days. 60 days or or whatever. And the reason is because Republicans have been saying that. Uh, They were tweeting. Uh, And they did this less than 100 days before the election. (laughs) And uh, other people were pointing out, no, they actually did it uh, 90 days before the election. Uh, and, And tell us what what you found the actual retail price buzzbar bank is yes. uh the 60 days it's 60 days ahead of an election i found a uh, yeah i found an office of inspector general memo uh that was filed recently that discussed the fact that it was a 60-day rule it also was very clear that this is an unwritten rule this is not something that's in DOJ policy. This is not well, a statute. Yeah. This is not something Congress passed as law. It, it, it's written in the sense that it's a memo, and the Justice Department operates on memos. That's yeah. where they get a lot of their policy. It's not a law, and because it's not a law, the real limit uh, to when you can launch an investigation uh, in regards in a relative to an election is zero. Yeah, there is there is no minimum. Uh, amount of time or maximum amount of time that a, that a, an investigation has to be separated from an election. Uh, unfairly affecting elections has to be avoided, but mm-hmm. that's not what this is. This is the prosecution of real crime. And I believe, as you pointed out on Twitter, Bob, it's more of a service to the voters to have the investigations before the election so they know what they're doing. And naturally, Donald Trump is deeply confused about what gets done before an election by the Department of Justice. Uh, And in this case... He, he. Uh, I don't know what you would say. I always want to say he tweeted, but it's not tweeting because it's no, on. It's, it's on Troth Central. Troth, it's, Troth it's, Central. Yeah. It's it's called trothing. He's yeah, trothing. exactly. Trothing. Okay, trothing. Yeah. So Donald Trump trothed the other day. Yes. Uh, so now it comes out conclusively that the FBI buried the Hunter Biden laptop story before the election. There is no laptop. The laptop does not. There is no laptop. That's not a thing. It's a hard drive. Story. Yeah. 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 Knowing that if they didn't, quote, Trump would have easily won the 2020 presidential election. This is massive fraud and election interference at a level never before seen in our country. Remedy, declare the rightful winner, or this would be the minimal solution. Declare the 2020 election irreparably compromised and have a new election immediately. Okay, so I want to get to the declaration of wanting a new election or Mm. being declared the winner one way or another here in a second. But here's the great conflict in this particular argument about Hunter Biden and holding off on any announcements of investigations prior to the 2020 election. Haven't we all been talking about the 60-day rule slash 90-day rule? Hasn't this been a topic of conversation, over, especially over the last month since August 8, when the FBI conducted that search and seizure of Mar-a-Lago. Yes, yes, it has been a point of conversation. So why is it so shocking that the FBI held off mentioning anything about Hunter Biden in the lead up to the 2020 election? So Donald Trump talking about Hunter Biden, 
uh, says that, you know, uh, pausing an investigation until after an election is election interference. But then talking about Mar-a-Lago and the search and seizure there, not holding off on an investigation until after an election is also election interference. So whether you announce it or don't announce it, whether you investigate or don't investigate, it's all election interference, isn't it? Well, <laughs> and what is yeah, and what, what it's really saying. about too is what it's what it's really about is the the false equivalency, and and there's a lot of that going around. Yeah, there's exactly the comparison now of of Hillary Clinton uh, to uh, you know on her uh, sloppiness at security uh, compared to what Donald Trump did. There there is no comparison. These are not at all the same things. Yeah. There are 101 differences between uh, what Hillary may have accidentally done and what Trump clearly intentionally did. Right. Also, let's uh, skip down to the bottom of this. And we say this knowing that later in the show we're going to talk about the semi-fascist gate or semi, mm -hmm. semi, did you say semi-fascist or semi-fascist? Semi-fascist. Semi-fascist. Semi-fascist, I guess. All right. Let's go with semi-fascist then. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but but uh, that connects directly to what Trump said at the end of this trove, I guess it is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Declare the rightful winner or, and this would be the minimal solution, declare the 2020 election irreparably compromised and have a new election immediately. Okay, who does he expect to declare this? <laughs> the king of elections? Is that, and yes. now let the new election begin. Is this what he's, who is yeah, he calling things, for to declare these, this? Exactly. Who does that? This is, this is, we don't declare in this country. Kings <laughs> no. declare. Democracies don't. And there is no individual who has the power to declare such a thing. We have uh, a constitution and we have laws that govern how and when elections are to be conducted, uh, yeah. both at the federal and state level. Yeah. So, no, we don't need someone to declare. Uh, and, yeah, as you said, who? Who, yeah. In his mind, there's just some guy who declares shit like this. All right, I declare there to be... An election. I declare there to be another election. Here we go. Get ready. We're all going to have a new election. No, that does not happen. That person does not exist. This is not this how is, things work in this country. This is just another says who. This is you yeah, know, oh this yeah. is that same that same behavior, that mm -hmm. same defensive behavior because uh, he's got to know at this point uh, how toasted he is. Yes, and no one's ever done this. No one's ever said. I believe I'm the winner, and therefore I should be declared the rightful winner. Why? Because the FBI didn't, per its unwritten rule, didn't announce an investigation into Hunter Biden prior to the 2020 election. They, they want that rule, but also they don't want that rule. The and, 60 and this rule. is an this is another false equivalency. Yeah. Whatever Hunter Biden may have done, and, you know, that's for an investigation to decide. Maybe he did something bad. Maybe mm -hmm. he didn't. I can assure you none of it affects the United States or its people. And, uh, there is no comparison uh, between that and investigating Donald Trump for obvious crimes. Yeah. Uh, we have reached that point, as I have said before. We, we're at that point now. We're at the doorstep of there's no turning back. Uh, he must be charged. Mm -hmm. What happens after that, I don't know, but it's got to start there. And uh, 
You know, there won't be. As I, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell did a great job last night oh, saying, yeah, you know, yeah. there, there won't be riots in the streets. You know, there may be some, <laughs> no. there, there may be some small insurrections here and there, but yeah. most of the people who would do that kind of thing have already been arrested. And uh, so, yeah, mo most of that army is behind bars. And so there could be some isolated incidents, just as there will be isolated instances or maybe not so isolated instances of people dancing in the streets. Have you seen the video going around Twitter, Buzz? of the, I don't know, some militia practicing its military uh, formation. With the guy who shoots the guy's hat off, you mean? That one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see that. Oh. But they, oh yeah, no, it's the latest. I see. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of guys in their uh, Amazon.com tactical gear, uh, marching in formation with their shields. It's absolutely uh, a LARPer situation. It's a cosplay situation where yeah, it's a, a desperate plea for masculinity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well put. Yeah, uh, it's so hysterical. It's it looks like Napoleonic tactics which is just so asinine. It looks like what they expect to do is march in a single line toward an enemy with their shields. It's just, it screams out Braveheart. It screams out the style of uh, warfare and strategy that used to be used 170 years ago, something like that. It's it's so old school. In fact, it became outdated in the midst of the Civil War in the 1860s, for God's sake. And here they are rehearsing all of that crap because God knows they need a purpose in life or something. Well, that's a that's a you know an individual a psychological problem to be yeah. sure uh, with with those folks, but. Uh, there's not going to be a civil war. No. There's, there's not going to be a secession. Uh, th this country <laughs> will not divide in two. As someone wrote the other day, we're stuck with each other. Yeah. And, and, and that's true. And that's why the rule of law is so important. And that's why democracy is so important. And uh, why we have to do what we have to do. And I was saying this too this week on social media. And that is that we are so close. Uh, there's, uh, it looks like the Senate is a lock. We we may gain a mm. true majority there, in fact. Uh, so we're feeling good about the Senate. The, the Republicans have lost that. They, they had a chance to gain control or even keep things as they are, but they've lost their advantage there. And the same in the House. Um, there's still a chance we could lose that. It's a pretty good chance we could lose that, but we don't have to, especially with the turnout that you're going to see for senators and, and for other offices that are being uh, chosen this fall, yeah. uh, 66 days from now, unbelievably. Uh, and, and so, you know, there's not going to be a revolution. There's not going to be a secession. Uh, we're all going to go to the polls and exercise our dem democratic rights to stop this, to fix this, and to move forward. Yeah, well, if you're going around talking about uh, engaging in a shooting war with your fellow right. citizens, what you're actually doing is saying, ah, fuck democracy. Yeah. I don't even think they think it through that far. They think they're patriots. Oh, no, they that's it. They think, they think they're men. Yeah. Uh, and they think they're strong and powerful and tough and uh, will can beat the crap out of you. And I think they're in for a, a rude awakening. Oh, sure. They, it certainly hasn't occurred to them that this is right. contrary to democracy. It was contrary right. to democracy in uh, 1861 when they fired on right. Fort Sumter. And the only reason that democracy endured in this country is because that civil war failed. And the effort yeah. to undermine democracy, to screw over democracy by engaging in a shooting war 
uh, failed ultimately. And this is what will happen once again if they try it again, but they probably won't because they're lazy. And ultimately, uh, as Lawrence was saying last night, uh, you could take every person from every single Trump rally that there's ever been, and it wouldn't come anywhere close to matching the number of people that protested the day after Inauguration right, Day right. in 2017. Yeah. That's really good to hear. That's yeah. that's good to hear and good to repeat, to remind ourselves. Because right. I think uh, Democrats have gotten kind of used to being down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. Hey, turn that frown upside down. Oh, we, yeah. it's, it's, we, we've got a real chance here if we do our jobs, if we do our part as citizens and vote and get others to do so. We are so close. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we got control of the House. It's possible. Oh, it, yeah. can be done and the numbers day after day another story just came in the numbers keep trending against the democrats uh, uh, people are going to be uh, against the Trump, republicans uh, against the republicans yeah. excuse me uh, <laughs> <laughs> jesus i panicked there for a second <laughs> Well, uh, the Democrats now have a 67% chance to win the Senate. That's up uh, from 40% on June 1st. Republicans, meanwhile, have a 77% chance to win the House in the midterm elections. However, that's down from 86% on June Mm -hmm. 1st, and that's 538. That's an eight. And remember, the numbers don't keep up with reality. Sometimes in this case, reality is running ahead of the numbers. It always takes a little while for things to show up at the polls. So this is early, and like I said, day after day, I'm seeing trends. Uh, numbers in in our favor. Mm -hmm. And so we've got, if we keep running, if we don't stop now, but if we take that across the finish line, I sound like a coach now. Mm-hmm. If you take that across the finish line, we this we can we can fix so much. Oh yeah, There's so much we can and will do mm-hmm. uh, if given the chance. And this would be our chance to do it and to crush all this BS, all well, this tr- Trumpism. Oh yeah, and the main thing is that that's the the primary objective, right. I believe, because uh, this is the metaphor I've been thinking about. I think I mentioned it on the after party on Friday. With Kimberly and I were talking about it. Uh, the Democratic Party is a tightrope. We're all walking on this tightrope across this pit. And in this pit is uh, broken glass, alligators, and sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads. Those are the Republicans. And if we don't continue on this tightrope, we don't keep our balance, we don't continue to move forward, we fall into that pit. And that becomes a a serious issue for democracy. It becomes a serious issue for all good things in this nation. And of course, by proxy, around the world, because it would ultimately affect, much like COVID did, much like Donald mm. Trump's reaction to COVID affected how other nations perceive and handle uh, protocols and things like that. It became infectious and spread around the world. So democracy fails here. Then all these other emerging democracies go, well, fuck it. I guess it's the same thing's going to happen here. Right. So we can't allow that to happen. So uh, getting back to the DOJ and the Mar-a-Lago business, uh, Jack mm-hmm. Bryan on Twitter uh, had one of the uh, tweets of the week. He said, does MAGA understand that if the president can casually declassify or reclassify anything, it means all of those boxes are definitely classified because President Biden says so. That was hey. uh, perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Amen. Yeah. Excellent. Also, uh, Trump was uh, on Troth Central the other day and he, he screamed. Was trothing again? Trothing again. Invasion of privacy, he screamed. Which started me off on a whole huge Twitter thread. I didn't write the thread. It was just one of those things where I tweeted about it. And then 
everyone jumped into the replies and were offering up their own suggestions. So I said, it'd be super weird if I got on Twitter and because I get quite a few speeding tickets, Buzz, I don't know if you know that about me. <laughs> I uh, yeah, but it used to be me. I mean, <laughs> imagine if I went on Twitter every time I got one and it's usually the cameras, the hidden cameras that get me. Uh, oh yeah. The red uh, light cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Or I speed mean, cameras. Yeah. But imagine every time that were to happen, I would, I, I would tweet, Speed limits! Exclamation uh, mark, exclamation right. mark, exclamation mark. People right. think I was nuts. And, and on top of being a, a whiny diaper baby, in addition uh -huh. to all of that, Trump is screaming invasion of privacy, which also, by the way, is ironic given the fact that didn't Sam Alito and the Supreme Court determine that there is no right to privacy in this country? <laughs> I was just Apparently throwing not. that out there. So, yeah, yeah sorry, uh, Mr. Trump. It's not, not going to work. So, uh, meantime, he uh, lied about packing the documents before he left the White House. Trump was saying that the, what is it, the General Services Administration? Is GSA, that what it is? GSA, right. Yeah, GSA, right. General Services Administration, yeah. Trump said GSA packed the documents at the White House, mm -hmm. the ones that ended no. up at Mar-a-Lago. Well, GSA G wouldn't have packed a cocktail napkin, a dinner menu for a birthday party, <laughs> uh, and all the other crap they found mixed in with the nation's highest secrets. Well, the General Services Administration uh, rebutted on Friday a claim my, made by former President Donald Trump's aides that the uh, agency had improperly packed hundreds of pages of documents with classified markings that were sent from the White House to Mr. Trump's home in Florida when he left office. The agency said that it had no role in packing the boxes. Naturally. Because everything Donald Trump says I, is a fucking lie. That's got to be I love a rule. The way, yeah. I, you know, I, you know th think about how much uh, Trump has hated the bureaucrats mm -hmm. from the very beginning. And it's the bureaucrats who are doing him in. It's the librarians. I loved, Rachel did an Emmy-worthy uh, A Block last night in which yeah. she talked about the threat to all kinds of public servants or election officials and uh, the folks at National Archives who have gotten so many uh, death threats and securities had to be stepped up and at their facilities all over the country, especially in Chicago, where Obama is, uh, where the uh, archives are, are keeping some documents in safekeeping there for his library. Um, uh, this is this is incredible this, to see Trump supporters rising up against librarians at the at the <laughs> National Archives and and threatening librarians of all people. Uh, it's wow. just, it's reached that level of insanity. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of insanity, we got to talk about Lindsey Graham and uh, <laughs> riding in the streets. Uh, we're also going to talk about Alex Jones coming up here in a little bit, because mm. clearly Alex Jones has not learned his lesson with oh, the no. millions and millions and millions of dollars he's had to pay over to the Sandy Hook family so far. So far, I underscore uh -huh. so far, there are actually two more of these damages trials yeah, coming up get in line. for Alex Jones. <laughs> and he's still screaming about false flags. We're going to talk about mm -hmm. that in a little bit as well. Uh, but before we get into all that, oh yeah, by the way, also a special report from Rocky Mountain Mike coming up here in just a oh, second. Oh, excellent. Yes, yes. As you know, Rocky Mountain Mike is uh, traveling in the country right now in his RV, yes. and uh, he's reporting to us live Live, <laughs> live from Mar-a-Lago. I'm making little oh, oh. scare quotes with my fingers. Live from Mar-a-Lago. Mar oh, I'll be here to hear that. All right. Well, before we get into all of that, I want to uh, do something extra special here today. I started this on Thursday, talking about our Patreon page at BobSuskaShow.com. Wanted to mention our brand new subscribers over there on the Patreon page: uh, Christian Tentoni, welcome Christian, uh, Nurse Ducks. 
Peter J. Fotopoulos uh, joined us uh, just the other day, and uh, Sharon Bowers, ah, I believe, is all. joining us from Canada. Always oh, love wow, the cool. Canadians. Yeah. Yes, I'm a big fan of the Canadians, especially the Canadian rock and roll. So welcome I, to I, the Patreon page, and thank you we, for subscribing. We, we have at least one Newfoundlander. Newfoundlander. No, I can't even say it. Newfoundler. Newfoundler. Pretend I'm not here. <laughs> oh, by the way, I, just a quick mention when we're talking about the Patreon page, occasionally I get this weird exit interview remark from someone who has canceled their subscription. Of course, if you need to cancel your subscription, it's fine. I'm not, you know, whining about people who cancel their subscriptions. But this particular exit interview response always makes me scratch my head. And the exit interview response is, I didn't receive the benefits slash rewards described on the creator's Patreon page. And that's weird because... I always deliver the Shadow Dockets, the Ultimate Editions, right. the After Parties every Friday, unless I'm on there. vacation. And I'm only on vacation, I think, four weeks out of the year during over the right. holidays in the middle of the summer, uh, two weeks each. Every other time, I'm posting Shadow Dockets every Tuesday, Thursday. I'm posting Ultimate Editions every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'm They're posting Friday's After Party. What my hunch is, Buzz, is that these subscribers weren't getting the email alerts or notifications in their inbox. And so therefore they thought, oh, I guess Bob isn't just posting. He's not posting this stuff. He's not giving us the yeah. benefits slash rewards that were described oh. on the creators, my Patreon page. I get the alerts and you can too. Oh yes, we all get the alerts. I get the alerts and I'm the guy who runs the, <laughs> runs the page. So if that ends up being the case, if you're not getting email alerts, check your spam folder. If you're on Gmail, check your social folder, check your promotions. I guess that's a social tab. Check your promotions tab. These are important areas that the Patreon emails might be dropping into inadvertently for some reason. Uh, if you're not getting notifications from your app or your app isn't updating, that's an app problem. But here's how you double check to make sure that these episodes are getting posted, all of this bonus content. Just go to bobseskashow.com. If you scroll down that main page, you will see all the things, all in chronological order, just like a blog. If you're not getting, if you feel like you're not getting the things, go and check that out and it'll all be there. So if you're only listening to this part of the Bob Seska show on Apple podcasts and so on, I just want to tell you, there's an additional 20 minutes of show after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday episode. And we're talking, of course, about the shadow dockets that drop every dockets. Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. After the free shows, they're only going to cost you $5 per month. You're supporting this fully independent podcast. Plus you're getting basically what amounts to act three of the podcast. So, but $5 a month gets you in, it opens the door and you can listen to the Shadow Dockets every Tuesday and Thursday, bobseskashow.com, bookmark it, send it to all your friends and we thank you in advance. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <sighs> 
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Bob Seska. great summer song. This is a great Michael McDermott. Another track from St. Paul's Boulevard is a song called Pack the Car. Oh yeah. Michael-McDermott.com Link in the description support Michael's album. You gotta get this one in your record collection. In fact, uh, you don't have to be a completist to get all of Michael McDermott's records into your uh, record collection. So start downloading. Yeah, link in the yeah. description, as I said, bobseska.com slash music to submit your independent music to the show. Thank you. You know what this song is, don't you? What's that? It's it's peppy. It is, it is peppy. Peppy song. <laughs> That's right. It, it, you know what it's got? It's got that Lindsey Buckingham vibe to it, which I love. It's got energy. Yes, absolutely. All right. So, you love know, I, I mentioned before the break, Buzz, that uh, Rocky Mountain Mike is driving around the countryside. That's what uh, I hear, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, making music, taking pictures, well, sure. and, and having a hell of a good time. <laughs> Such a good time that I'm and, actually kind of envious and his dog, of him. Yeah. His dog, Sadie? Is it Sadie? Yes. I don't remember his dog's name. Yeah. Yep, yep. He stopped by Mar-a-Lago <laughs> to file... Uh, this report. Take it away, Rocky Mountain Mike. We are here at Mar-a-Lago where the FBI has just executed a search warrant. With us is a resort staff member. Sir, what did you say when you realized the FBI had arrived? Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. The feds were looking for classified documents. <laughs> where were they stored? In the white room with the black curtains. And in there, where were they kept? Little box. <laughs> and while the secrets were here, who had access to them? We're speaking with the former president. Mr. Trump, since you were so careless with classified information, who would you say is the most vulnerable? Secret agent man. Secret agent man. Mr. Trump, we haven't seen much of Melania. What has she been doing? The affidavit oh. the Justice Department released contains statements from people quite close to you. How would you explain this? Mr. Trump, what would you say is your number one accomplishment? We have no secrets. We're speaking with the Attorney General. Where would you say Mr. Trump has brought us? Sir, what is the secret to handling classified material? You got to know when to hold up. Oh, yeah. Know when to fold up. 
What do you say when you hear that Mr. Trump said he declassified these documents? How do you think this will end for the former president? That's our report. Back to you. Uh, thank you, Rocky Mountain Mike. Wow. Reporting from Mar-a-Lago. Is Dickie what Goodman lives. Pretending. Yeah. And, and only Rocky Mountain Mike and I and a couple other people know who that is. Yeah, right, right, Dickie right. Dickie Goodman lives. Well, if you listen to morning radio at all in the 70s and 80s, you probably heard yeah. lots of those. And, and <laughs> naturally, we love them. We think they're fun. And uh, we do. Yeah, yeah, and they are. They are fun. They're lots of fun. <laughs> all right. Trump it was said, a riot. Yes. So uh, moving on here, Trump said he had dirt on Macron's sex life. Rolling yeah. Stone uh, has a, uh, an exclusive here. And this, this is an interesting report. Specifically, Trump has bragged to some of his closest associates, according to uh, Rolling Stone, both uh -huh. during and after his time in the White House, that he knew illicit details about the love life of French President Emmanuel Macron. Two people with knowledge of the matter tell Rolling Stone. And the former president even claimed that he learned about some of this dirt through intelligence, quote unquote, that he had seen or been briefed on, these sources say. So we say this in the context of the fact that there was an item in the tranche of documents in the Mar-a-Lago basement that had to do with Macron. There was info on President of France, the uh, inventory said. I didn't know that had been confirmed. Yes, I, I, I knew what Trump had said, but I didn't know that we'd confirmed that there was actually... It's not surprising. That was certainly my uh, expectation. Yeah, yeah. There was an inventory. I think it was released sometime last week. I don't know. I, it seems like the affidavit came out like a month ago. It was really, I think, <laughs> Thursday or something like that. So losing track of time here, but... Uh, yeah, at some point, the inventory did say that there was a couple of pages in there about the president of France. Why did Donald Trump keep that document? That's the big question. I think that's the big question in all of this is why? What leverage. was he doing with this crap? Yeah. As we call it in the family, leverage. Yes, exactly. And I think we all kind of know the answer to that question. It's, it's leverage. It's power. It's wealth. It's all the things that motivate Donald Trump. This is why he's known as being a transactional guy. Everything about his character over the last, especially over the last seven years, if not the last, I don't know, three, four decades, We've observed Donald Trump operating as a transactional character. You give me this and I'll give you that, or vice versa. He's, he's a businessman. Quid in pro the way quo, that, yeah. In the way that John Gotti was a businessman. Right, right. So that's what he does. I think the answers to these questions are quite obvious, that Donald Trump retained these documents either as blackmail or as some way to enrich his power, as maybe some sort of, as uh, Michael Cohen says. Says who? It was probably some kind of suicide switch some sort of dead man's switch where it could be all if, of these it could be all of these things yeah yeah where he would say to the federal government for example that if you arrest me mm. i'm gonna dump these documents to north korea right. or russia or china or wherever right we talked about that yes yeah. yes so any of these options are possible i should say Sure, uh, or all of the above, or any combination of the above. Exactly. Yeah. So, meantime, uh, Lindsey Graham is forecasting, <laughs> I think he's not the only one, Donald Trump has kind of forecasted this as well, said that if Donald Trump is arrested, there is going to be rioting in the streets. And I think we have to put forecasted in quote marks. I, I, yeah. I do, because... It, it, this isn't forecasting. This no. Is, this is this is. If hey, I thought of this last night, if it's a dog whistle, why can I hear it? 
Yeah, right, right. Well, it's permission. It's tacit permission yes, to the rioters. Yes, yes. Right? This is to say, okay, I'm a United States senator. I'm using my clout to go on Fox News Channel to forecast the fact that there will be riots in the streets if Donald Trump is arrested. So therefore, the would-be rioters are hearing that and going, well, he said that there were going to be riots, a, a United States senator, so here we go. Here's the riots. Mm -hmm. People right. take that shit as being permission. Here's so a, a lot of people, or instruction in many cases. Yes, yeah, so here's a... Oh! Here's Lindsey Graham on Fox <laughs> News. That... that that was quite a flourish. <laughs> yes. Oh, I do declare. Here's Lindsey Graham. Say this. If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good False job, there'll be riots yeah. in the streets. Riots in the streets. That's right. Strength. Strength. Strong. Strong riots in the streets. Strength. Um, yeah. So good. We're encouraging riots now, is what we're doing. It's though, as though January 6th never, ever happened. Well, this is, this is the desperation. And, you know, uh, Lawrence didn't touch on this. He, he did a great job of bringing down Lindsey Graham last night, saying Lindsey Graham had hit rock bottom with this <laughs> remark. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's more than that. It's desperation. Yeah. It, it's the last gasps of these guys mm -hmm. uh, because they are in a corner. And uh, the only reason I think, Lindsey, it, you know, and you can't, I can't stop thinking, so many of us can't stop thinking about what Ted Cruz and what Lindsey Graham said about Donald Trump in the 2015-2016 campaign uh, and, and how they have kowtowed to him ever since. Uh, so many people have speculated somebody has something on Lindsey and, and perhaps Ted Cruz. Yeah. But uh, Lindsey particularly seems to invite that speculation. And uh, you have to wonder what the guy's motivation is at this point. If you think about his history, if you think about his history with John McCain, you know, where he was a more traditional Republican, uh, when, you, when you think about what he said about Trump uh, going into the campaign, that it would be the death of the party if Trump were the nominee, mm -hmm. and then uh, ass-kissing ever since, that's very suspicious behavior. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and, and it, it certainly raises questions. And, and again, I think this is a man, along with Trump and, and, along, and others, who are in a corner now they're desperate yes no doubt and it's not a stretch to suggest that donald trump was collecting fbi documents on lindsey graham right. well, i mean how else do you explain lindsey graham's uh 180 degree turnaround like the right. minute john mccain died lindsey graham went from warning people about donald trump to just wrapping his arms and legs around Donald Trump's pant leg and just humping away. That right. is the amazing whiplash-inducing transformation mm -hmm. of Lindsey Graham in that very, very short period of time. Now, what did that? What? Yeah. So what we're seeing now, though, is evidence indicating that it's very likely Donald Trump had compromising documents on all kinds of people who might have otherwise opposed him or at one point opposed him or who may oppose him in the future in order to keep those people in line in Lindsay, order to keep those people on his side. Lindsay, Lindsay, if you're if you're being held hostage, blink twice. <laughs> Strength. <laughs> um, meantime, Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines sent a letter to the House Intelligence and Oversight Committee chairs uh, saying the intelligence community is conducting a damage assessment of the documents taken from former President Donald Trump's sure. home in Mar-a-Lago. 
according to a letter obtained by CNN, a damage assessment, which is more severe than a risk assessment. That's just in terms of what may happen as a consequence of Donald Trump stealing these documents. A damage assessment is damage that has already occurred as a result of these. And here's... And here's why we have strong reason to believe that damage has occurred, human life damage. Uh, Last year, uh, when Trump took the documents, shortly after he took them in, in January of last year, uh, he uh, it was within the the nine months that followed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, foreign agent after foreign agent, uh, foreigners working for and paid by the United States for espionage, yeah, uh, were killed. Uh, dozens of them lost their lives, mm-hmm. and and it's hard not to draw a line between that loss of life, that loss, there's a loss of security assets for the United States of America. Oh yeah, but but uh, the fact that they followed Trump's stealing of the documents that had the names of those people in it. So um, well, here's a uh, a bizarre timeline. We put all these things together. I'm glad you brought this up, Buzz, because on uh, July 31st of 2019. Uh, Trump spoke with Vladimir Putin. We all remember uh-huh. that. It was uh, reported by the New York Times. Or listened to him. Yeah. Three days later, on August 3rd, 2019, Trump issued a request for a list of the top U.S. spies, according to the Daily Beast. Jesus. Then on October 5, 2021, the, uh-huh. the CIA admits to losing dozens of of informants, as you were saying, Buzz. That was reported in the New York Times. And then on August 26, 2022, documents at Mar-a-Lago could compromise human intelligence. That's uh, New York Times also. This this is much bigger than uh, our wildest imaginations. Yeah. Uh, When we were fighting Trump from the very beginning, we had no idea... Well, maybe we did. I, you know, I just didn't expect it to be what it turns out to be, which is the biggest damage and the biggest threat to U.S. security in American history. Right. And nobody, nobody, no event, nothing has caused the damage this has and will cause. And, uh, you know, we knew he was playing footsie with Russia. We didn't expect this. The amazing thing is, I think they all know it, and you can see that they know it. I'm talking about Lindsey Graham. I'm talking about Fox News Channel. I'm talking about all of the defenders of Trump right now. For example, the warning about rioting in the streets. That is not a defense argument for Donald Trump. That is not in any way saying Donald Trump didn't do it. Just Uh, the opposite. Yeah, or Mick Mulvaney repeatedly saying, oh, well, I guess this is just about documents. It's documents. That's not a defense either. These guys don't know how to defend Donald Trump. It's so tentative. It's so bizarre to Mm. see them walking on eggshells around this thing. And it's simply because I think they recognize how serious this is. The same with the uh, rending of garments over the use of Mm semi-fascist by Joe Biden. The way they're overreacting to that remark is telling to me. It shows that they got nothing to say about Mar-a-Lago. They got nothing to say about these documents. This is the party that's called Democrats, communists, baby killers, pedophiles, and Mm -hmm. so many other things that are untrue. They've called us socialists as if that were a bad thing, although it works for them because most of America doesn't understand what socialist is. They don't understand that that's social security in the post office and the army. Uh, You know, they they don't understand those things. So these are, this is the name calling. We turn around and say semi-fat. 
fascist. We say right. semi. We even pussyfoot around it. We say semi-fascist. <laughs> right. And 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 look who's the snowflake now. Oh yeah. The same people who were calling us communists and baby killers and child rapists. We have been called baby killers for the last fifty fucking years. For as At long least, as yeah. I have been alive, Democrats right. have been accused of being baby killers. In recent years, Donald Trump I, has said that we want babies to be born so we can murder them in the crib. That is what Donald Trump has been telling his supporters right. hundreds and hundreds of times, on top of accusing all of us of being communists, not just socialists, right. straight up communists. I collected right. maybe a dozen links uh, of news articles that detail about how Donald Trump is accusing Democrats of being communists. I have owned three small businesses in my life. One of those small businesses I own today. It's sort of the housing around this podcast and the writing mm -hmm. that I do. Uh, nevertheless, it is uh, technically a corporation. So I am somewhere in the spectrum of being a capitalist just by default, by what I do. Sure. There is no way in hell in any way, shape, or form I could ever be defined as a communist, but yet I can't tell you how many times in my mentions on Twitter or elsewhere that I have been accused of being communist mm -hmm. or the Democratic Party has been accused of being communist across the board. Our major and Garrett and some of these other people on cable news and on CBS – uh, rending their garments about that? No, not of course no. not. Not at all. Because no, it always no. happens. It's just that Joe Biden opens his mouth one time and says, semi-fascist. Uh, then suddenly this is a capital the, case. The, the press l latches onto something like semi-fascist and says, oh, good, we can make a fight out of this. Let's yeah. have so-and-so on from the Republican Party. Right. And, and that's usually who they get. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Lindsey Graham realizes, and I think Mitch McConnell realizes it too, that Lindsey's prediction was right. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump will, is destroying the Republican Party. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and bear in mind too, who was the guest speaker at one of the most recent CPAC events? Victor fucking Orban, a Hungarian fascist. They have been working on this booking for CPAC for at least a year. <laughs> good, I can't tell you how many yet. years. Yeah, how many years, Buzz, have we been talking about how Victor Orban was going to be speaking at let's, CPAC? Let's see if we can get Vic on the show. Yeah, it's a good get. <laughs> yes. You no, know, they even, they, there was even a, you know, the lighted banner, the LED banner over the stage that said, we are all terrorists or we're all mm -hmm. domestic terrorists. Uh, they just, they, they, there's, they say the, the, the quiet part out loud all the time now. Yes. Uh, it's no, it's no longer the quiet part. It's, it's what they, it's how they roll. Orban said the U.S. should embrace Christian nationalism and the entire crowd cheered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I assure you the crowd no, was not to... composed of fringe kooks and weirdos. The crowd was composed of active Republican leadership. That's right. why they're there. These people but... are absolutely at the very least, semi-fascist. I mean, I've been but calling them fascist idiocrats. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're just getting we're just getting started on our descriptions of the Republicans. Yes. Now. But no, yeah. uh, they're not fascist, it, Buzz. They, we're they, we're we're the real fascists. That's right. That's what Charlie Kirk said. Here's a Charlie Kirk pulling the I know you are, but what am I gambit? We have to remain peaceful on our side, but I do think that if they're going to escalate the language, then game on. Like, okay, uh -huh. if you're going to call us a bunch of fascists, we're not going to take that anymore. You're the fascist, Joe Biden, and there's other words we could use as well. Yeah, okay, they're, it's, it's game on. <laughs> they're escalating the rhetoric. 
and his response is, I know you are, but what am I? 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 Infinity. And it's delightful. It's delightful to see the Fox News hosts and executives getting grilled in that uh, Dominion lawsuit. Uh, Rupert Rupert <laughs> yeah. Murdoch. Hunter, uh, uh, Lock, uh, Lachlan? Lockhart? Lachlan. Oh, yeah. Lachlan Murdoch. Yeah, yeah. Lachlan Murdoch, yeah. I, I want to call him Rupert, and that's his dad. <laughs> um yeah, and uh, Hannity and, uh, you know, several judge judge box of wine, uh, they're, they're all <laughs> having to testify <laughs> right. in this Dominion lawsuit. So they're having beginning to have a day of reckoning, too. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. This could seriously hurt Fox. Well, when you build your entire movement on, on a bullshit and trickery, right. that's what happens. It's a wobbly foundation for anything. Sort of like right. uh, the fact that Mar-a-Lago has a basement and an underground tunnel in Florida. Basically on a glorified yeah. oh, sandbar at, in at, at the beach. Yeah, at the yeah. beach where the sea level is zero, yes, right? Exactly. The, the sea level zero. You're at sea level. They nobody has basements in uh, Florida except Donald Trump and right. he not only has a basement, he has a tunnel to the house across the street, the bungalow where uh, Rudy Giuliani and his wife lived after <laughs> Uh, Rudy lost the 08 election. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of bullshit and trickery, we're going to talk about Alex Jones here in a second. Not Ah, learning his lesson. He's predicting a false flag all over the place that Joe Biden's going to trigger a civil war by using false flags, using... All kinds of insane shit that that Alex Jones is just making up. It's just he's f- farting onto his console, into his microphone, and that's the extent of what he's predicting. So we're what if talk we about- just put Alex Jones and Mike Lindell in a box and just waited for it to explode? <laughs> I don't know. How many more times do they have to be sued for defrauding know. the public? Wow. I don't know. Before they we'll actually decide, you know what? Maybe this is not a good business model for us. Maybe fifty-four <laughs> million dollars is not just pocket change that we have to give away. You know, they're just not learning their lesson at all. They they keep. You know what the? Uh, <laughs> there was some uh, local news anchor who uh-huh. used the uh, phrase "fucking that chicken." As, oh, really? as being synonymous with someone who keeps doing the same stupid thing over and I over see. again. Why does Alex Jones and Mike Lindell, Mike Pillow, keep fucking that chicken? Well, we'll <laughs> never know. We're going to talk about Alex Jones here in just a second. Back with more show right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music.
talents of uh, the great Matt Jaffe. Brand new single called Favorite Songs on Repeat. So the name of this song. Uh, MattJaffeMusic.com Link in the description. Support Matt. This guy is a machine. One single after another and they just keep getting better and better and better. One of our favorites on the show. Absolutely. BobSeska.com slash music to submit to the show. Okay. So let's see what else is going on here. Uh, Alex Jones continues to scream and make an ass of himself and dig his uh, pit of despair deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, doing all the cocaine, obviously, here. So uh, here's Alex Jones talking about the false flag that's on the way in the next 70 days. This is something that's going to happen. Well, Joe, Joe Biden's going to trigger the false flag sometime before the election, right? He, he, with this disclaimer, Alex Jones has always been right before. So let's let's <laughs> yes, see what he's predicting now. That's right. This is uh, Get ready for the accuracy here. Here it comes. Uh-huh. The next 71 days, we're going to see some very violent fireworks. Yes, we're going to see all kinds of violent fireworks. Roman candles are going to have bottle rockets, <laughs> smoke bombs, black cat firecrackers. They're going to do those little black snake things that just crawl out of the <laughs> pavement. Johnny Reb gift assortment. They're going to have those, too. Have you ever sat down on one of them sparklers and burned your thigh? I've done that many times. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, this guy. Yeah. All right. With let's this guy. Some very violent fireworks. Violent fireworks. I would predict racially motivated mass shootings, bombings, poisonings. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Poisonings? <laughs> That's a new one. That's a new poisonings, one. Poisonings, yes. I didn't see poisonings coming. <laughs> you fool! Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> That's what he thinks is going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> Suddenly right. that guy is going to show up with a poison goblet. Excellent and then that's going to be the uh, yeah. today. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Attacks on power supplies being blamed on the right wing. Mm-hmm. They intend to bring in a full dictatorship in the next 71 days. Yes. Full. And we are all strapped to this thing. Mm-hmm. That's right. This is such a dangerous time. And I would advise Submit. the global. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're all strapped to this thing. Surrender, Dorothy. <laughs> who are mid-level that think they're about to have a leftist revolution. The globalists don't actually plan at the higher levels to have that. They plan on having a civil war that brings down America. That's right. Yeah, okay. There's Alex Jones. That's that's what we do. Democrats, we're known for our guns. (laughs) Yes, all those pacifists. Get ready. Some of us have them, but we're not known for that. Pacifists coming after us with their firecrackers. They're going to come out of their M80s. They're going to put M80s in the trash can and explode them. Sometimes they put an M80 in the toilet, and then it makes a giant geyser of toilet water that shoots up into the bathroom, and then it'll be a real mess. And it's going to be all Joe Biden's fault with his false flag. 
Oh It'll be violent. God, violent fireworks. Violent. And this, that's again. This is the dog whistle you can hear. This is uh, this is a call to, to arms, a call to the troops. And this is this is his fantasy. This is his cosplay, <laughs> which is to uh, pretend to be the leader of this. He he wants to be the leader of something. Oh gosh, my darn god! It. And uh, this is what that's about for him. This is his version of cosplay. Stupid, stupid Alex Jones. Will he ever learn? No. Nope. Um, nope, nope. Oh yeah. You know what? We almost forgot to mention. We covered this a little bit on the Friday after party, but uh, it turns out there may have been a Russian spy. I'm assuming that it may have been a Russian well, spy. Well, it could have been. Uh, we, know yeah. there, we, know, we know there was a Chinese spy in and out of there. We know yes. that all kinds of gypsies, <laughs> tramps, and thieves, as Mike pointed out, uh -huh. passed through Mar-a-Lago. Uh, and, and we know how insecurely the, these materials were, were stored. So uh, it, it, to hear about a Russian spy, or even maybe a Russian spy, is terrifying and yet not surprising. Yes. Well, uh, the FBI is now investigating a Russian-speaking woman that posed as a European banker by using... A Natasha. A fake ID in Palm Beach who made multiple trips in and out of Mar-a-Lago. She even played a round of golf with Trump and Lindsey Graham, the guy who took a secret trip to Moscow in 2018. Yeah, so this uh, woman this, is... By the way, this was reported by Moose and Squirrel. <laughs> they are the ones who filed that report. Yes, and she disguised herself as like a really obvious rich person name. Anna Day Rothschild. Oh, yes. Yes. It's like Rose DeWitt Ducator from uh, <laughs> Titanic. Rothschild. Good Lord. <laughs> yes. It's such an obvious made-up name. Like, if I like were to go on Twitter and post uh, in, like, a sock puppet account as Anna Day Rothschild, everyone would go, well, that's obviously a fake account. But, of course, she was able to get into Mar-a-Lago and play a round of golf with Donald Trump and Lindsey Graham, the former president and a sitting U.S. Mm. senator. Good God, how many, and how many times do you think this has happened that we don't know about? Exactly. I mean, uh, and, and these are the accidental exposures in many cases. Yes. Uh, but uh, I, you know, there's reason to believe there are intentional exposures as well, uh, that, that he intended to use this stuff for any number of purposes. Like I said, I'm, I'm with the all of, all of the above theory on this. Uh, a year before the FBI's spectacular raid of the former president's seaside home, the woman whose real name is in a, I'm not even going to try them. I'm not even going to bother I? going there. Yes. I'm not going to, the, the first name is in a, the last name is an entire string of consonants that I C's, will. C's, Z's, W's. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Consonants and Y's uh, in there. Right. Uh, a Russian-speaking immigrant from Ukraine made several trips into the estate, posing as a member of the famous family, uh, the Rothschild family. The, the, the Rothschilds, yes. The Rothschild, while making inroads with some of the former president's key supporters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> These people God. are so goddamn dumb. Oh, my God. You know what? Trump's ego, uh, yes. more than anything, even more than his dumbness, gets him into these stupid situations. That's is that's been his rise to fame and his downfall. Yes, because anyone who kind of walks up to him and starts praising him, saying nice things about him, maybe complimenting Mar-a-Lago and how wonderful it is, as if as if his penthouse at Trump Tower had diarrhea and that's how they decorated Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago, the inside of it looks like if Trump Tower had diarrhea. That's kind of the decor inside. And she goes in and says, oh, my God, how gorgeous is this? In her wonder Russian if she got accent. To see, wonder if she got to see the tunnel. 
her entry multiple trips in and out of the club grounds lays bare the vulnerabilities of a facility that serves as both the former president's residence and a private club and highlights the gaps in security that can take place. I swear to God, he was bringing guests downstairs into that basement and say, look what I got here. Look at this. He's amazing. Look what I got. Look how powerful I am. Look at wow. these, this it's, information. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's like having your summer home in an arena. It's like it's like putting the White House. You would never think of putting the White House in an arena where yeah. people could just come and go at will. Right. Uh, and yet that's what Mar-a-Lago was. So uh, before we wrap up here, another word about Republican messaging. We spent the last year or so going, why, oh, why are the Democrats so bad at messaging? It's mm. been the common line, and I swear to God, no matter how much we complain about Democratic messaging, take it from me. The Republican message is a thousand times worse. Last week. It sucks. Yes. Yeah. Last uh, Tuesday, we had this tweet from uh, Abe Hamada, who's running for Arizona Attorney General. Hamada, Hamada. Hamada, Hamada. He tweeted, I'm tired of Republicans playing nice. People will hate what we do no matter what. It's time <laughs> for results. And then you tweeted, take it from a Republican. You will hate what they do which was yeah. awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome. Tweet of the week, yes. So this week, we get another one. There was a guy who is uh, running for the House of Representatives in Minnesota. You found this one, yeah. Yes, he's been endorsed by the Republican Party. His name is Mark Bischofsky. And here's his governing philosophy. Quote, I want to make it clear that if we were to implement and legislate all of our conservative values onto people... There will be people that will suffer, end quote. More top-notch Republican messaging right there. And and proud of it. (laughs) People will suffer under conservative leadership. We need to start making them. Where are the fucking ads? Believe them. It could not be more clear. There should be ads with this. There should be ads with that other tweet. There should be ads with these stupid border (laughs) crisis tweets. If you, look, if you're running for office right now and you're a Democrat, obviously, talk to me. Talk to me. I've got an entire collection. I've got something like two dozen of these tweets that I've collected where they're talking about the border crisis, but then they inadvertently say that Joe Biden stopped all this fentanyl and meth and cocaine and so on from coming into the country. I've got them all. If you need to use them for your ad, please, t- I'll give them to you for free because I don't own them. I just made screen grabs. I, I want to predict, but I can only hope that uh, finally people and uh, mass will see the silliness of their arguments and their arguing technique. Yes. Uh, I, I hope that they'll finally see through the obfuscation and, and the other, the, you know, the, the rubber and glue arguments that they use <laughs> and, and, and finally see them for the phonies that they are. That's my hope. Yes. Don't worry. Democratic messaging is just fine. I mean, maybe it's a low bar to clear. <laughs> You know what I mean? It was maybe easy to top the Republicans, but yeah, it's got to be better. Whatever the Democrats are doing is far better than this uh, bullshit on a stick that happens I'll to be I'll tell like, you this. Yeah. The messaging is a lot easier when you're on top or about to be, and that's where we are. We're, we're on the verge of some real successes here. Let's get it done. Okay, so we don't have this uh, DOJ response to Trump's uh, special master taint team lawsuit. Still watching. Yeah. Well, by the way, when is taint team going to become a thing again? I remember that being, (laughs) 
uh, a term that was used in the context of one of the Trump people being uh, right. put on trial, prosecuted. And there was a right. whole debate about a taint team. Yeah, I think that's to look for tainted evidence as opposed to attorney-client, but I'm not sure. Or, yeah, it could have been that, but I, I still oh, think it was about the name. privileged yeah. information. I still think that there was... There was talk about some expert going through and sorting out all the stuff that shouldn't be presented in court. I, I think they finally realized that people only thought of the other thing when you said taint, so <laughs> they yeah. just dropped that. <laughs> well, here's me insisting on something silly so we can just keep saying taint this, team. This, this actually, this right here, this is the taint of the show. It's, the, <laughs> it's where you go from one part of the show to the other part of the show. So that's right. This is the part of the show that's between the ball sack and the butthole is exactly so what's we, happening here. We, we dare you to go to the shadow doc. Here comes the butthole. <laughs> BobSuskaShow.com. You're welcome. Bye-bye.